0: I'm uh, RZ Health
1: and held by urban fantasy, and then RZ held is by many other things, including weird western and space opera. My other claim to fame is that in my day job, I'm a professional archaeologist.
0: This series with RZ held started in episode one one eight. There is also an earlier series with RZ Held, which you can find by searching for Lancer, Sci-Fi Thoughts, RZ Held, H-E-L-D.
1: I'm reading from near the beginning of the first novella in the Amsterdam Institute series, Clean Install. Genevieve's home planet was conquered by the Pax Romana Empire, and she got infected with the nanites that powered their super soldiers, or installs. Worried that she was a security risk, her people kicked her out. So she's come to a planet where retired installs have gathered, in hopes of talking her way in to join them, and release the virus to destroy their nanites. The first install she meets is a woman named Ariopi. Genevieve thought about touching the small data storage device masquerading as a post earring in her right ear, thought about it and didn't, because she at least knew enough to break herself with such a transparent tell. Still, the thought alone of the virus waiting patiently to be released grounded her with the weight of why her story had to be perfect. I used to work for Tendara's Heron. They were the defense contractor that had developed the nanites, or so her research said. If her research was wrong, she was about to find out. Her back muscles spasmed and she set her teeth until the pain passed. So you're what, a lab accident? Aeropi stood and approached Genevieve, more curiosity than suspicion in her expression. Even the early test subjects were military. They wanted to develop civilian applications for the technology. Genevieve deployed each word carefully, using as few as she could— To her own ears, her system allowed her to speak with a Core Planet accent, but she wasn't sure she trusted that. Pay too much attention and everything she said sounded eerily wrong anyway, like listening to a recording, only it was coming out of her own mouth. I was not fully briefed, shall we say. Given that, I declined to continue my employment with TH. And here, a dash of truth to season it all. I left. I tried to lock it all down and live normally, but I was not successful. I need to learn the systems. Learn them be allowed onto the soldiers network if the virus was to do any good i hope someone here could teach the next spasm was much worse than she'd expected was it the stress she'd had a bad episode the kind with screaming sobbing pain on the flight to this planet and between most of the episodes preceding it she'd had at least a standard week's grace the background pain in the peaks of the episodes hadn't gotten any better since she woke with the nanites but neither had they gotten noticeably worse until now Can't say I blame you for not sticking around for the orientation when they installed on you without your informed consent. Ariopi's brows rose, and she caught Genevieve's forearms as Genevieve's knees bent, instincts telling her to go fetal against the pain. She braced Genevieve up and examined the skin along the inside of one of her arms. much have you been relying on biopower, girl? Don't know your regular color, but you're looking sallow to me. Biopower? As opposed to... To finish the question, Genevieve tried to think of another power source her nanites could be using and came up empty. Wasn't like she plugged in, even after the installation process. Right. Outside. Ariopi kept a grip on Genevieve's wrist and used firm pressure on the back of her shoulder to turn her and escort her into the hall. Genevieve wondered if she should resist, but she was sure that if Ariopi wanted to subdue her, with training above and beyond the strength enhancements Genevieve shared, not to mention being pain-free, Genevieve wouldn't be able to do much about it. They ducked into another room, this one with a wall of windows. The spasm in her back had eased enough for Genevieve to receive the full effect of the vista like a slap. Everything but the small area around the spaceport was mountains, magnificently visible from this height within the Suga security building. Smaller ones, crumpled in green, eased into larger, white over-creased stone. Between two of the closest, she caught a gleam of water, some icy lake perhaps. Recreation planet, Ariope explained absently, as she slid a plexi door open and broke Genevieve's spell as she urged her through. Nothing worse the cost of mining, so they started the terraforming process when they built the fueling station and let it percolate along on its own. The railing around the balcony was chest high in Genevieve. She judged she'd have warning to fight back if Ariopi tried to push her off. She couldn't guess at Ariope's real purpose, though. Ariopi turned Genevieve away from the view and braced her hands on her shoulders. Now, wings out. Why? Genevieve asked the question more to stall than anything. She'd hidden these things for so long, it was hard to convince herself to unfurl them instead of keeping them tightly clenched beneath the panel on her back, where no one could see. But this woman was a nanite install. She had her own damn wings, probably larger and more impressive ones. The silliness of that thought broke Genevieve free, and she shrugged off her jacket. She'd gotten tired of ruining shirts, so she'd altered her current one to dip low in the back, like some kind of clubwear. wear. There, it was chill enough she bundled the jacket over her arms to at least keep those warm. Because biopower is inefficient, and it robs the rest of your body if you make the nanites run at it long term. be crossed her arms and waited. She eyed Genevieve. You're aware your wings are full of voltaic, I hope. Oh, Genevieve couldn't find anything else to say. She was aware now. She'd known the things must have had some kind of purpose since she couldn't fly with them. She closed her eyes because that helped her visualize the wings. Unfold up and out, like stretching in the morning. Thousands of little carbon composite scales snapping into larger panels until the wings moved like a bird's, a central outside rib and panels that overlapped or stretched apart like feathers. She'd stared at them often enough, tablet up to make a double mirror with the ones in the tiny bathrooms of the shitty housing where she'd spent the first few months after leaving home, and then in the tiny cabins of cheap, dingy, long-haul transports out here. In places, the matte, steely color darkened to almost black as if tarnished, and it looked as smooth as metal, though of course it was much lighter in weight. She started to feel jittery, like downing a borderline illegal energy drink and having it hit all at once. The jitters transitioned into something near panic, her heart pounding so hard she could hardly hear anything else. With each beat, the irrational fear grew and grew. She'd been discovered. Eriopi was going to denounce her any moment. "'Shit, girl,' Eriopi said, and her face softened into unmistakable sympathy. "'I called our medic. He'll be here in a minute.' Genevieve had to pin down each thought with an effort. She hadn't seen Eriopi call anyone.' because she'd called using the Nanite comm system. And she could have called back up to capture Genevieve instead, but why would she need it when Genevieve was currently so distracted and weak? Genevieve hadn't been found out yet. She needed to keep it together. Ariope took one of Genevieve's hands and rubbed it in her pocket with the other. Here. She pressed a small object into Genevieve's palm. Genevieve had trouble focusing on it at first as her panic was mutating, becoming an awful foreboding that pain was coming. It just hadn't arrived yet. She peered at the pill, small, heart-shaped, in a powder-pink shade that no candy dared use anymore. This is a recreational euphoric, she objected. She hadn't fought this far and this hard to take refuge in street drugs, never mind the danger of blabbing something of her secret purpose while high. The nanites laugh at bigger and badder things than sweetheart, Ariope said, expression going briefly ironic. Much to my frustration. Consider it medicinal. It's not like real painkillers work. The nanites just burn them out of your system. But sweetheart, you still feel the pain, you just don't give a shit. She pressed Genevieve's hand with the pill up to her mouth and she didn't fight it. She swallowed. Sweetheart was hardly a true serum. Consider this a calculated risk. Maybe she was a coward, but she didn't want to hurt. She'd hurt so much already. When the pain did hit, Time stutter stepped a little, dropping Genevieve in the middle of Areopi's flow to someone else. So of course they're all updating all at once. I gave her a dose of sweetheart to take the edge off. Genevieve felt... Lovely. A perfect word for sweetheart. How silly. She still had one of Ariope's hands, and she clasped it with both of hers because her muscles were shaky. The new man who had appeared had a very nice face. A bit undistinguished, maybe, but the thin black line of his beard trimmed low along his jaw helped strengthen it. If she were to kiss him, she'd run the side of her thumb along it until she settled her hand to cup the side of his neck. That was probably the right choice, the new man told Ariope. But don't take that for an endorsement of long-term use. All right, he paused, and Genevieve didn't realize what he was waiting for until Ariope filled it in. She told front desk her name was Amsterdam Genevieve. Genevieve is fine. She smiled at him. She was glad she'd been able to give her real name. The Pots Romana Empire was such a mixture, her family name didn't particularly stand out. This way, maybe she could hear him say it. You are the medic, I presume. She still had to be careful, not silly. She had a sudden image of shushing her older sister as they stuck in late and drunk, from a party, and her sister shushing her back, both of them getting closer and closer to giggles loud enough to wake the whole house. I fear my installation process was even more incomplete than I had realized. Even high, she talks like a diplomatic courier. Ariopi aimed an elbow well short of the man's ribs. You've made an impression, though. I think she sees something she likes. Genevieve was staring at him, she realized. Really obviously. Oops. The new man politely ignored her ogling, casting a quick frown at Ariopi instead. You're one to talk. Don't tease her. When he turned back, his expression smoothed. Okay, Genevieve. I'm Toledo Pyrus, and I act as the medic for these reprobates. Now, you'll need to grant me medic permission so I can see your system vitals, all right? All right, Genevieve agreed, echoing his cadence on the words. All her slang belonged to her home planet. She'd have to start learning some soon to fit in. Pyrus slipped around her and ran gentle fingers along the joint between the wings and her skin. His touch was clinical enough, Genevieve mostly managed not to imagine it, straying farther. Her system informed her that medic permissions had been activated, and he was drawing off data about her vitals. You had a clean install, right? Genevieve allowed Ariope to repeat her cover story for her, and rather admired the colorful language it gained. So clearly those bastards didn't tell her a damn thing. I'm glad you were able to make it here, Pyrus said. Brace yourself, Genevieve. He wrapped the center of her back between the wings with the heel of his hand, and the pain she was too high to care about suddenly halved in intensity. She hadn't had anywhere else to go. I can't ever rid myself of the nanites, can I? She said, and our AOP nodded.
0: Hey, we got goodies for you in the show notes. We have a link to RZ Held's novellas, so you can go over there and shop and buy up some good science fiction to read at home. Don't know where the show notes are? Check out your podcast player, and they'll be right there for easy tapping. If you're not using a podcast player, go back to the website where you downloaded this show, and they'll be right there before your very eyes. Next episode, more RZ Held. Uh, Hey, Rhiannon. Yeah, I know as a writer, we're all kind of like struggling along with COVID times. How how has that changed what you write?
1: Oh, big time. So I dropped novels, like completely. I have one that I'm supposed to be revising, that I'm just not because it's not on deadline. So for whatever reason, my brain just doesn't sustain like a novel length effort anymore. And so I was doing novellas for a while. And then now I've downshifted <laughs> once more to short fiction. But I expect <laughs> that I will come back up to... Um, novellas, and the reason for that is that I feel like car engines have like a coasting speed where they get the get best gas mileage and it's not low and it's not high, but it's just like the, I think depending on the model and how old the car is, but I was told once it was like 35 miles an hour where you're getting just like the best non-free wheeling um, gas mileage. Right. And my brain is similar in that when I have an idea, I can, Think of a novel idea and I can think of a short story idea, but if I just have an idea, it's almost inevitably a novella.